The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. It is a pleasure to be with you today, and I'm really excited about our topic of conversation because it is one of those conversations that is going to be dot after dot after dot. As many of you know, I've published my own book called Conversations with the Universe, and it is about how the world speaks to us through the many different ways that the world shows up for us as us to tell us more about us. And so while I've been on the Rebel Road with my two children in the RV traveling the country, it was quite interesting as I would put on my cell phone and just hit random that one particular song kept coming on, just kept showing up every single time I put on my cell phone. And that song happened to be by a Hawaiian artist whose album was called Is. And I'd never, even though I picked this particular song to be my wedding song where I danced, I never really knew what it meant. I had kind of picked it at the last minute, changed my mind at the last minute, and randomly picked this song. And all of a sudden, since it kept showing up, I started really listening to the words. And all of a sudden, I discovered that it was saying something very, very important. At the same time, I started receiving a book, a book entitled At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'opono Opono by, Dr. by Joe Vitale, who's the best-selling author of The Attractor Factor and who is also one of the standout stars in the hit movie The Secret. Well, this book did not only show up one time, it showed up three times. And so that really was the universe knocking to say, pay attention here. All the while, while I'm putting on these Rebel Road shows all over the country and continuously having the song show up by this artist. Well, many of you know that this past year, I left an 18-year arranged marriage that was filled with a lot of turmoil. And in the course of that, I was led to live my unknown self. And that's what led to the Rebel Road Tour and me trying things I'd never tried before. So when this song that happened to be my wedding song came on, and all of a sudden I started to realize that the song actually spoke the prayer of Ho'opono Opono. And then this book shows up called At Zero, which talks about just that. It was dot after dot after dot, and I knew I had to have Joe Vitale on to discuss more of this, and it has just been even more enlightening the more I read this amazing book. So I'm looking forward to introducing you to this if you're not familiar with it, and most definitely introducing you to Joe Vitale, who is a globally famous author, speaker, musician, healer, and movie star. He's an authentic practitioner of modern Ho'oponopono, and he has been the author of a number of bestsellers, including The Attractor Factor, 
Life's Missing Instruction Manual, and many more, including Zero Limits with Dr. Hugh Lin. Now he has released At Zero, The Quest for Miracles through Ho'oponopono. And I look forward to telling you more and more about this as we go through the program. There are only three kinds of data to deal with. Something that is called is, which is infinite zero, which is the neutral state. The other is where divinity comes to zero and inspires you, and that is called easy. This is inspiration, and that means that you're into the flow. It happens without effort and with ease. You also have what is called memory, and the memory goes against ease. You have dis-ease, away from the source and yourself. Your mind can only be in one of these three states. There is no halfway. You can't be over here and over there. So you see, the album is, the book is, and we are at zero, and we are with Joe Vitale. Welcome, Joe, to 1111 Talk Radio. Oh, this is great. My pleasure to be here. What a great opening. What a nice story you're telling about how divinity talks to us and sends you messages. You know, it really does, and you speak in the book about how Dr. Hewlin tells us that we really are the only one here and the work is ours to do. And, and so I'm looking forward to sharing this with people because I think that there are a lot of people that are struggling with what's out there and pointing a finger and wanting to blame and wanting to look at, at the relationships in their life as the problem when that's not the case at all. I want to start first with how you came upon this this prayerful practice and why when you began doing it, all of a sudden as you began this book, you say that the shit hit the fan because that often happens when we start doing something. Mm. Instead, of, instead of everything being peaceful and dandy, it seems like everything unlike love or unlike peace shows up. Yeah, isn't that the truth? But the truth of the matter is, you know, I had my office cleaned yesterday, and when they were cleaning it, all the dust was in the air, and the things were being moved around, and it looked pretty chaotic. But today, I'm in my office, and it's like, wow, this is heaven. It's very beautiful. It's very shiny, and the floors are all spectacular. And that's pretty much what happens when we start cleansing ourselves. Whatever gunk is there, negativity is there, that old data of the mind, it gets stirred up. But the good news is it's stirred up because it's on its way out, just like the dust in my office from that yesterday is gone, and today I'm in this pristine environment. So that's how it works. Now, how I heard about this, I heard the most amazing story 10 years ago, so amazing that I thought it, it couldn't even be real. It must have been an urban legend. And I had heard about a therapist who helped heal an entire ward of mentally ill criminals in Hawaii. And he did it by using some Hawaiian esoteric healing method where he didn't actually even work with them directly. And I thought, well, I know about magic and miracles, and I've written about them, and I believe that you know all kind of wonderful things can happen in life. But to heal mentally ill criminals, criminals who had been shackled and sedated because they were so dangerous, and heal them without actually working directly with them, that was a stretch even for me. But I had to find out if it were true, because I thought if it is true, then we all need to know what that method is so we can use it on far lesser problems in our lives. And, of course, that led to me discovering Dr. Hulen, who was the therapist. That led to me learning the method, which is called Ho'oponopono, and that led to me writing the first book, which was called Zero Limits. And, of course, that book took the world by storm. It's still traveling around the planet and shaking people up and awakening other people. And now that many years have passed, I've written the sequel to it, as you so kindly mentioned. It's called At Zero. So it's been quite a, quite a ride, but the method is amazing. 
and has helped so many people with virtually everything you can or anything you could name. Now, this this method and what Dr. Hulin was illustrating through this hospital of patients was a level of total responsibility. Yeah. And one thing that I got when I read this book, which is, which is wonderful in the way it explains it, is that this really is very simple. It yeah. is completely simple. And yet, for a lot of people, I could see how this could be totally challenging because they'd yeah. have to take total responsibility for not just themselves, but for everything created outside of themselves. Talk about this distinction between the simplicity of this and the complexity of getting ourselves to the place of being this simple. Well, you've jumped into the deep end because that's exactly the point of Ho'oponopono. It is about total responsibility. That's the most wonderful, empowering news of all. Yet many people have rebelled against it, and those people who really didn't like either of my books, At Zero or Zero Limits, didn't like it because of the concept of total responsibility. They didn't want to take responsibility for everything. And I have to admit, when I first heard this from Dr. Hulen, it seemed a bit much, but he said, have you ever heard the phrase, you create your own reality? And I said, well, of course, I've written about that. You create your own reality. I can get on a soapbox and talk about that. But for most people, we understand it as we create our own thoughts, we create our own behavior, our own action, but not that of other people. And Dr. Hulen said, well, if you create your own reality and a mentally ill patient happens to be in your reality or bring it on home to us, if there's an employer that you don't like that's in your reality or a neighbor you don't like that's in your reality or something going on in your world with a spouse or a relative or any number of scenarios that's in your reality, did you not create them too? And that's where I had to pause and really absorb what he was talking about because he was explaining responsibility on a quantum leap kind of level. It's more than what you and I say separately. It's about what's going on in the entire planet. This is very deep, and this is very involved, and it's one of the reasons that I had to write the follow-up book in order to explain this, because people don't want to take responsibility because it's so easy to say it's their fault, they did it, they did it to me. But what Ho'oponopono and Dr. Hulen were teaching me is the idea that everything, everything, no exceptions whatsoever, are experienced within me. It's all experienced within me. When I really understand that the entire experience of my life is within me, I begin to realize that everything I perceive on the outside is actually taking place in me. It's a reflection of what's in me. You were talking about songs earlier. I just wrote a new song. It's on my latest album called Reflection. And the whole idea is that the world is a mirror of what's in us. When we look out and we see something we don't care for, what we're seeing is something that's actually in us that's being projected out. So this is the complexity of the whole thing, yet it's also so simple because when you take complete responsibility for everything going on, you now have the key, you have the, the combination lock to free yourself. Because now you know all the work is done inside yourself. And once you know the basic Ho'oponopono method, and as you know, it's incredibly simple. Once you know that, you can start cleaning the data of your mind to free yourself to have better projections showing up in your world. 
You know, this resonates so deeply because my, my book, Conversations with the Universe, is partially my story of how I moved over the last decade to do my own work as someone who was a hermit and isolated. And I began that process really with the question, where is that in me, with every single thing that I saw. Wow, and what I have discovered in, in, in the process of, of even my book getting out there and people looking at that question, and I could see more so, um, especially looking at it from this Ho'oponopono standpoint that you talk about in At Zero, is that so many people would say, okay, I can get, you know, if I've created a, a bank account or a relationship or dysfunction in my children, but I have nothing to do with that person that has created a terrorist act, and I have nothing to do with this person that's mentally ill, and I have nothing to do with this rude driver that just passed me on the street. And how do we get to that place where we really do take it inside so that we understand how much of an illusion the outside is, how much of a projection it really is? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the things Dr. Hulen would often ask people is, have you ever noticed when there is a problem, you are there? Mm. And people at first would chuckle when they hear it. Whenever you notice that there is a problem, you are there. They chuckle, and then they pause and go, oh, wait a minute. I am the common denominator. I am the element that is in every one of those things I complain about. And so when people start to look at that and realize, wait a minute, maybe it isn't the outside world, maybe it's me, <laughs> then, then they start to move in the direction of empowerment and what I call awakening, because then they can move closer to cleaning it up. And I have to admit, you know, when I first heard the story, I didn't believe it. When I first met Dr. Hulan, as much as I love the guy, he sounded a little bit bizarre to me. When I first took the very first Ho'oponopono workshop, and I'm watching people talk about all kinds of things that seemed very esoteric to me, and as open-minded and as many books as I had already written, it was still pushing buttons and stretching me. I had to really get comfortable with the idea of what this was really talking about. Now that I've been practicing Ho'oponopono for 10 years, my life is completely different, and the lives of people who read both books and practice this on their own is completely different. But it all begins with warming up to the idea that it isn't about blame, it isn't about guilt, it isn't about punishment, it's really about total responsibility. I remember decades ago there was this therapist who had a TV commercial and I always loved it. I don't know who the guy was, but his line always stayed with me. He said, whatever the problem is in your life, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that I have was a such... couple of, of lines in the book yeah. that I'd love for you to go a little deeper into because I think this, too, would really help people understand um, how this works. You have a friend of mine says that success breeds contempt. I call that a belief. Dr. Hugh Lin would call it a program. Mm. So can you talk about the difference between a belief and what we are living as a program and how these things outside of us really are just part of the program matching up to our, ourselves? Well, you're good at asking those really great life-challenging questions there because that's another one of those. In the Ho'oponopono worldview, we are born already programmed with what they call data. And that is more than just the DNA that is in our body makeup. 
Dr. Hulen says that from the beginning of time, all the events, all the beliefs, all the mindsets, all the paradigms, all the experiences are carried forward. And when we're born, we don't come in as a blank slate. We already come in as software already programmed because of that. But then from that moment of birth, we're downloaded all kinds of information from our parents to begin with, and they most likely didn't have the most enlightened view of the world, so we got their limiting beliefs. And then as we're going through our growing up stages, we're going to school, we're going through church, we're in a culture, we're, we're downloading even more beliefs and more data and more information, most of which we unknowingly absorb especially when we're born. We don't know what we've come in with. And then when we're babies, we don't know what we're being downloaded with. We're taking it in because we're into survival, and we're learning how to trust the elements around us. So imagine all of that, and then we get to this point where we're on this wonderful radio show digging into our lives and wondering how come that I always seem to have a relationship problem, or how come I always seem to have a money problem, or how come I always seem to have a health problem. It's different for each person, but anybody listening can raise their hand and go, yeah, I seem to have this reoccurring issue. Why the hell does that keep happening? Well, it's not your fault. You have been programmed from before birth to birth, through birth, all the way up to now with all kind of beliefs, what, again, Ho'oponopono would call as data. That data is preventing us from seeing the reality of this moment. That data is almost like a pair of glasses. They're filters, and it's filtering out the reality of right now. I mean, right now is truly a miracle, but we don't see it because we're looking through these lenses, these paradigms, these mindsets. So the whole work of Ho'oponopono is to awaken to the idea that, look, we are responsible for what's going on in our lives, good, bad, or indifferent. All of it is coming through us and to us because of our data, because of our programming. Second step is let's start cleaning it up. We clean it up with the Ho'oponopono prayer which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute or so, and I'll walk people through it. It's very simple, and they can do it beginning today, right on this call. And as we're cleaning this stuff up, well, much like I said in the beginning, when I cleaned my office, or I had somebody clean my office yesterday, dirt came up, dust was in the air. But the great thing is, the next day, it's beautiful. That's the kind of work we have to do, taking responsibility, cleaning up the data, the beliefs, the mindset, the paradigms that don't serve us, and in fact actually get in the way of us receiving messages from what I call divinity, what Dr. Hulen calls divinity, somebody else might call God, somebody else might call the universe. We have different names for this all-encompassing power, but it's trying to help us. It's trying to talk to us, lead us, and inspire us, but it can't get its message through, at least not easily, because of all the filters. And those filters, again, are data, and the data can be cleaned. That's our work. Now, as you go through the book, there's a distinction between traditional Ho'opono and, and modern Ho'oponopono. Can you talk about how this is different and then just... Just when we come back to the next segment, I'll start off and you can share this, uh, this wonderful method with us. Yeah, absolutely. The old school Ho'oponopono was a group problem-solving method. People who were offended because of some situation, everybody involved would get together in a group. And usually there was a kahuna or a priest or a father figure of some sort who led the group. 
and each person in, in turn would take turns saying what was upsetting them. And the whole point was they're trying to get to a resolution, they're trying to get the forgiveness, they're trying to get back to unconditional love. And so that process took place in a group, and it could take hours to days to even weeks. And they still use it in some situations in Hawaii. That's the old Ho'oponopono. New Ho'oponopono, the one I write about and the one Dr. Hulen taught me, is something that came to us only back in maybe the late 1970s. And that was from a woman named Morna, who was considered to be an enlightened kahuna. And she said, you can do all of that problem solving in yourself. You do not need anybody else, because her message was, there is nobody else. All of those aspects or those beings or family members you perceive on the outside are actually in you. They're projections of, you, of what's in you. So instead of working with them on the outside, you work with yourself on the inside with those parts. And as you clean them up, the, the experience or the problem gets resolved. So modern Ho'oponopono is pretty much a do-it-yourself method, but it's so empowering because all you need is you, you and your connection to the universe. The old school needed a whole group and a leader and took a lot of time. Ho'oponopono teaches that your past is not from this lifetime alone. We carry data from amoeba and all lifetimes from the start of the universe. It's more than what you carry in your current life awareness. Your baggage really is heavy. You've packed for a trip lifetimes ago. You haven't unpacked yet. So what you see and experience is rarely the purity of this moment. This is from the book At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'oponopono by Joe Vitale. Best-selling author Joe Vitale's previous book, Zero Limits, presented a unique self-help Breakthrough focused on helping overworked, overstressed individuals overcome obstacles and achieve their goals using a simple method. It was the first book to explain how a once-secret Hawaiian method called Ho'oponopono could help people experience health, wealth, happiness, and more. It told a riveting story of how the unusual therapist helped heal an entire ward of mentally ill criminals. It empowered tens of thousands of readers worldwide to achieve all they've ever dreamed of. At Zero starts where Zero Limits left off. It offers new stories, explains new processes, introduces new healers, and guides you to the fourth stage of awakening enlightenment itself. This simple method of healing changes lives through a process called cleaning and repeating the phrases that you will find out in the next segment, you will find how to delete all of your programs. Again, the book is At Zero by Joe Vitale, and you can find out more at atzerobook.com. We'll be right back with Joe Vitale. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. If you're not familiar with My Gift to Humanity, I invite you to check out 1111 Magazine. It is an amazingly beautiful piece that is put out every other month to really share individuals across the planet that are stepping into their power and their aliveness, sharing their creativity and their voices. The next issue will soon be out, and it is filled with some amazing features on individuals such as Panash Desai, Gabrielle Bernstein, Shavasti, and many more. You're going to find it to be an uplifting and enriched publication that will truly help you move to the next level, but also be a place for you to step into as you step more into your own power. My guest today is Joe Vitale, and we are discussing his release, which is called At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'oponopono. He is the standout star of the movie The Secret and has written numerous books, including The Attractor Factor and Life's Missing Instruction Manual. He is the creator of Miracles Coaching, and you can find out more about his book At Zero at atzerobook.com. As you look at life, you find out that we are a dance of energy and that nothing happens in a vacuum. We all share programs, and these programs, in essence, are viruses of the mind. As we begin to understand that our relationships are here to help us recognize these programs by being the projections outside of us, we have a process that we can now do that is an ancient Polynesian or Hawaiian process that helps us to clean and clear, to nonstop erase the programs and viruses from our mind, the data that sits inside of us. This is called Ho'oponopono, and this is from the book At Zero, where Joe Vitale shares this process more in depth so that you can understand how to move forward in your own life. After first learning the basic Ho'opono process, you will find out that sometimes the events will show up that will be even stronger than what you had occur before, but it is all in the process to help you clear. Joe, would you share with us what Ho'oponopono means and, and how we do this actual prayer and, and how long do we do it? You know, is there a certain way to say it? You know, the mind gets involved right there wanting to know the exact <laughs> process. So let's, go, let's attack that linear mind right in this moment. All right. Well, let's give the mind something to do. <laughs> so... <clears throat> It's a very simple process. I think of it more as a prayer. Um, you're basically saying within yourself four simple phrases. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Those are the four phrases. Now you can say them in any order. Um, but the point is, is to say them within yourself to your connection to your creator. Again, for some people, that could be the universe. They're going to say these phrases to the universe. To somebody else, they'll say, oh, no, it's to God. Well, say it to God. 
For me, it's to divinity, to the divine. Well, that's what works for me. But you're saying it to your idea of your higher power, the collective power that we're all part of and participating with and which is giving us life and supporting us here on the, the planet and in the universe. So these four phrases are a kind of petition. What we're doing is asking the divine, if you will, to correct our lives and erase the data that's interfering with the miracle of right now. The best time to use Ho'oponopono is when you got an issue. There's something going on. You're upset about something. You're grieving. You're angry. You're frustrated. You're worried. Any number of those emotions we're all familiar with. But there's something that's bothering you, something that's bugging you. And you go within yourself as you're feeling your feelings about this issue, and you're asking divinity to erase it. You're basically saying, please forgive me for not knowing where the data is in me that contributed to the creation of this event. I'm sorry for being unconscious to my own beliefs, to my own behavior, to the programming that I've inherited. Thank you for taking care of this issue, for erasing the data from my mind, and for my life. Thank you for my life. I love you for healing me, cleansing me, clearing me, and for my life itself. So the basic statements are very simple. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. They're a shorthand for a longer process, which I've learned to explain more. I didn't explain it as much in the first book, Zero Limits. I am explaining it more in depth in this new book, At Zero. And so that's what I'm doing right now, is that what I'm giving people right here on this call is all they need to know. If they just start internally processing their life by saying, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, saying those phrases in any order that feels right, but saying them as a kind of prayer or petition <clears throat> to their connection to divinity, they will begin the process of cleansing themselves and then the outer world. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I was reading through the book, what I found myself doing is initially as I was saying these statements, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I, I thought about something that was in my own life. I found myself wanting to say it to that person first. And, and the reason I want to bring up this conversation is because I think that the transition of getting to the real essence of this for some people will be a little difficult as they learn to really understand that the universe is inside of us rather than outside of us. And, and then there was a shift that all of a sudden came where I realized, okay, it's, it's more so of me saying, I'm sorry that I created you and had to create the situation that you would have to experience to undergo this for the sake of my own growth. Mm. And then it kind of turned to me saying, I'm sorry to myself or I'm sorry to that higher self within me. And so if someone is moving through this, it, there seem to be layers through this prayer process, and that's why we continue cleaning and clearing even if on the same issue. Is that, is that the, the steps to continuously go through to finally remove all of the data? Yeah, you're right on the money here because there is a tendency to want to say it out loud to somebody else. But you have to remember what we've already talked about. There isn't anybody else. It appears that there is, but that's part of the illusion of the world. The outer is actually a projection of the inner. So we want to address the inner and speak to the inner part of us that has created what looks like that person in front of us. 
So, uh, again, I understand that when people first hear all of this, it sounds a little bit like a mind twist, like how do we really do this? But let's go back to Dr. Hulen. When he was working at that mental hospital for the criminally insane, he didn't go to those patients and say, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. He never did that. What he did was sit in his office and look at their files. As he's reviewing their files, he is having things come up in him. He's reading about somebody who was a murderer or a rapist, some violent person of some sort, so he's having a reaction. He might be angry, he might be embarrassed, he might be in shame, he might be furious. I don't know what he was going through. But as he's going through it, he's feeling what he's feeling. This is an important step. You feel what you're feeling. And he addresses the divine, which is another important step. And he's saying the statements, which is another important step. He's basically saying, I'm sorry for whatever belief system is in me that created this projection. Please forgive me for being totally unconscious to the belief system and the paradigm and the data within me that would create something like this. Thank you for cleansing it and clearing it so I can be at peace, so I can be at whole again. I love you, which is my favorite statement to say, because I love you moves us back in the direction of the totality of unconditional love. I love you for my life. I love you for taking care of this issue. I love you for cleaning this up. So note what happens. He's not seeing patients. He's not treating patients. He's not giving them prescriptions. He's not sedating them. He's not shackling them. What is he doing? He's working on his reactions to the patients. And how is he getting those reactions? As he's looking at the paperwork, their files, that's the trigger. He goes inside himself to do the work. This is precisely what you and I do and all the listeners do. If there's something that occurs for me, I might be disappointed because somebody let me down. I mean, I'm trying to make up something. But everybody listening probably has an issue they can reach for and grab real easily. That's the feeling right there, that disappointment, that anger, that hurt. Whatever it happens to be, you don't go and address the person that you perceive hurting you. The hurt is in you. So you go inside yourself and begin that prayer, petition, song, whatever you want to call it, to your creator, to the universe, to divinity, asking it to heal the situation. And as it gets resolved in you, just like with Dr. Hulen, as it got resolved within him, those people on the outside change. How did they change? They're a projection. They're reflecting back your own change. This is amazing. I think you said something else really key here, Joe, that I want to bring attention to, and that was that it initially starts as a reaction because the first place we typically are going to go is judgment. So it's initially going to come from the mental body, and that's what we're cleaning and clearing. And then you said we go into the feeling, and so Mm. then we're almost going into the emotional body Mm. to then address the same process from a cleaning and clearing. And then we go into the actual body, the physical body, where it is sitting to clean and clear clear and then we reach into the spirit and find where it is there so it really does appear and feel like a a layered process that kind of is a form of involution for us to truly shift that outside that is the projection i love your description you've given it a different um, explanation but it, it is totally fitting what i really want people to understand is the ease of doing this 
while there is the possibility that things get stirred up a little bit when you do it, that's not always the case. Sometimes pe- things are just resolved. And I've had people report back to me, and many of the stories are in both books, you can read about these stories, that they've used it to help heal their animals, that they've done it for grieving parents. In fact, here's, well, that reminds me, I need to tell you at least this story. It's in the At Zero book, so you no doubt read it. But when my mother was dying a couple of years ago, and we were all called in, I was going to a speaking engagement and canceled it, and we all, my entire family, go to Ohio, and we're in the intensive care emergency room of the hospital. And there's only five other patients in that room, and three of them die while I'm there. This is how intense and how serious it is. And I'm looking at my mother, and I'm thinking, this, this is probably it. What do I do? I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know what to do in terms of resources. And I'm admittedly, I'm upset. I'm, I'm actually even angry at my mother, like, how can this happen? Why can you do this? Did, you know, and all these things going through my head. And so I resorted to Ho'oponopono, the only thing I know that, that really works. And I sat down, and I started saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, over and over and over and over and over again. Nobody that would look at me know, would know what I'm doing. They might think I'm meditating. They might think I'm grieving. But I kept doing it. What was I working on? I was working on my feelings of grief and anger. I needed to be at a place of peace. I knew that my anger, my, my grief, my disappointment, whatever those words were for those emotions at that time, that's not going to help my mother, and it's certainly not helping me. So I want to be at a place of peace. If I can be at peace, maybe I'll think of something, maybe I'll be inspired to do something, but I will be at peace. So I kept doing it until I got, and I admit that I wasn't 100% at peace, but I got about 90% there where I was far more comfortable. I was more going with the flow, accepting the way things are. Well, here's the punchline. My mother's still alive. Mm. That was almost three years ago. She went home. She's home now. She is not cured and and perfect by any means, but I mean, this is a woman in her late 80s, or, yeah, in her late 80s, who has many organs that are failing on her. She is still alive. And when I visit her, she knows who I am. She talks to me. She doesn't talk very long, but she talks to me, and I can say I love you, and she says it back. What really happened there? For me, it's all about getting to our inner peace. When there's anything that's triggering us, we have a reaction of some sort, it's clipping, it's pushing, it's flipping a switch in us. And when we take care of the program that the switch got turned on to in us, the outer starts to change. And for me, this is the most miraculous, easy, doesn't cost anything to do kind of a tool out there. And even though I'm an author and I've got these books, what, what I've been describing here is more than enough for people to take and run with right now. They can do this beginning right now. Ho'o means to make, do, and create. Pono means balance, goodness, correctness, and perfect order. Ho'oponopono is a method of creating perfect order and balance to heal a situation. After learning the basic Ho'oponopono process of saying the four phrases, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, you'll delete the programs and the beliefs 
that you hold but aren't even aware of, making your adventure through life easier. The more you clean, the closer you get to zero, the state of magic, miracles, and no limitations. My guest today is Joe Vitale. He's a globally famous author, speaker, musician, healer, and movie star, and an authentic practitioner of modern Ho'oponopono. He is the author of At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'oponopono, and I invite you to visit his website at zerobooks.com. We'll be right back with Joe Vitale. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. My book, Conversations with the Universe, is coming upon its one-year birthday, and I got news today that it has received the gold award from IPPY uh, Independent Publishers, and so I'm thrilled about that and invite you to look up that book if you have not. In addition, my recent release, Your Journey to Enlightenment, I invite you to look that one up as well and allow it to take you back to the mind and the innocence and the life of wonder that the child is. My guest today is Joe Vitale, and this is an amazing book that you must also pick up, and it is entitled At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'oponopono. You might be saying, do I really want to clean? Well, cleaning on everything is the secret. You can clean on every moment using whatever method you'd like, whether there's an upset in the moment or not. For example, you might be saying, I don't want to clean on anything. Well, he has a section in here that would be that entire dialogue that might go through your mind. If you want, don't want to clean on anything, then clean on that. I don't want to clean on that, then clean on that. You might say, all this cleaning is a waste of time. Well, then it's time to clean on that. And then you might say, what if this cleaning doesn't work? Well, then it's time to clean on that. What if this cleaning does work? You can even clean on that. 
and it continues forward because it is all beliefs, it is all viruses, it is all data, and we are here to clean and clear the data. You can find out more about the book at zero at atzerobook.com and also look up all of the other things that Joe Vitale is involved in. He has other best-selling books entitled The Attractor Factor and Life's Missing Instruction Manual along with his own um, program called Miracles Coaching. You can go to his main website, jovitali.com, and again, the book website is at zerobook.com. So welcome back, Joe. I have a quick question. In the book, you talk about um, your awakening course, and you talk about the four stages of awakening and how that's another uh, another angle, let's say, to go through this. Can you speak about those four stages briefly? Oh, thank you so much for asking about that, because that's very important. The four stages were not in the first book, Zero Limits, because I didn't know all four stages. And that's one of the things that happens as we practice Ho'oponopono. It is a practice. It's a kind of a a long-term meditation, and we keep cleaning ourselves of all the things in the way of our own awakening, our own enlightenment. And so more wisdom comes through, more inspiration comes through. And so that's been happening to me as well. I love the four stages of awakening because they help explain in some ways what most of us are going through and helps us make sense of it. For example, the first stage, which is, I call it victimhood. It's not really a stage of awakening, but we've got to start someplace. And most of us, if not all of us, are born into that stage. Victimhood is when we feel like everybody else is doing it to us, it's us against the world. And for the most part, we're raised that way. That's kind of the way the educational system and the cultural and even the, the parental raising is all around that because that's what they know as well. They are in the, the field of victimhood. But if somebody is lucky, they listen to a show like this or they see a movie like The Secret or they pick up one of my books or any number of the books that are out there in the spiritual wisdom tradition, and they can go into the second stage, which is called empowerment. Empowerment is thrilling. It sure beats victimhood, because empowerment means I can have, do, or be whatever I want. I can visualize it. I can infirm it. I can script it. I can go for it. I can manifest it. I don't have to be a victim. I can actually feel the juice of life itself. And believe me, I absolutely love empowerment. When I was in victimhood, I was homeless, I was in poverty, it sucked, it was miserable. When I move into empowerment, oh, you feel like Superman or Superwoman. (laughs) You're, You're suddenly king and queen of the universe. Yet, it doesn't stop there. Because there's a third stage of awakening, and that's called surrender. For most of us, at some point, we run into some issue that we can't resolve. And it could be an illness, it could be a death of a loved one, a family member, it could be something that's pretty, pretty shocking. And they go, where's my, where's my empowerment? How come I wasn't able to affirm myself through this? And that's when you realize you are not in control of the universe. And you have to surrender. Now, I'm very quick to point out surrender doesn't mean giving up. Surrender means giving yourself to a higher power. And again, that could be the universe, that could be God, that could be the divine. But you realize, yeah, you're empowered, and yes, you do have power, and yes, you can have this thrilling, affirming life where you set intentions to go and go for them. And you need to work with divinity or with God 
to co-create a life of magic and miracles because it's a pure ego trip to think you're doing it all by yourself, mm-hmm. you're doing the total control by yourself. Well, that's the third stage. There's still a fourth stage of awakening. The fourth stage is awakening itself. Awakening, which some people might call enlightenment, is that stage where you merge with divinity, where what has been known to drive your life as being the ego is dissolved into what now drives your life, which is God or the universe or divinity. The... This last stage, the stage of awakening, is what we're all here for. I think life is all about awakening. And we can awaken through victimhood, into empowerment, and into surrender, but there's always awakening there. You cannot make awakening happen. That's an ego trip. That's part of empowerment. You think you can do it, but you can't do it because it's a violation of the very thing you're trying to attempt. You have to release yourself and let go. So you can't make yourself awaken or make yourself enlightened but you can prepare yourself for it. And this, again, is where Ho'oponopono comes in handy. Because as we're doing the I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, on a moment-by-moment basis, and believe me, I do it all the time. I'm doing it right now. It's the background tape going on a loop in my head. It's going on right now because I want to keep cleaning myself to be available for inspiration. So as we keep doing Ho'oponopono, if there is an issue to work on, great, do it on that. If there isn't, you do it anyway, because it helps you move through those stages, hopefully to the stage of awakening, which again comes by grace. It doesn't come from us strong-arming the universe to the ground. It comes from the universe bestowing it on us. It can happen to anybody at any time. There's no college degree or any particular life experience somebody has to have. But by doing Ho'oponopono, we keep deleting the, the filters, the data, the interference between us and the divinity of this moment. This is where the magic happens. It's really about now, but almost nobody is in the now. They're thinking about the past. They're thinking about the future. The past was better. The future they're hoping is going to be better. I mean, the mind just runs us up trees thinking about all of these different things. But the real magic and the real power is in this moment. And the more we can be in this moment with the clarity of seeing it with purity, the more we can hear inspiration and be guided by divinity to do what you did did and go on a tour with a one-person show and come out with books or do like I did and suddenly become a musician and my seventh music album is out this week. I mean, this is amazing. But as you get out of your own way, divinity gets to lead you. And boy, what a magical life that is when it happens. That is so true when it comes to the presence. And it does seem like just the practice of Ho'oponopono keeps someone very, very present. I have a quick question in regard to the backlash that you received on your first book, Zero Limits. And in the book, you also talk about... Uh, how Ho'oponopono was very much kept a secret and people were, had to sign waivers in, in others' workshops and things to, to not share it or not, not use it. Why is it that this so powerful a tool is kept at such secret and that you receive such backlash for sharing something like this? I think it was, it was kept as a secret for the very reason of the backlash I got when I made it public. And that is... The people who 
rebel and react the most against Ho'oponopono are the ones who take issue with the idea of total responsibility. Mm. They, that really pushes their button. They don't want to take responsibility, and in order for them to show where they're coming from, they lash out, sometimes very angrily. As I say in the new book, you read the story, when I came out with the first book, Zero Limits, I really expected the world to have a parade in my honor. I thought the people would be so, so grateful that I made this powerful loving based on total forgiveness and, and radical love of the universe, this wonderful method, I made it public to the world. I figured there would be a parade and my name would be sung and I'd get ribbons around my, my neck and all of that. But you know what happened? I was attacked. Mm. The negative reviews, and back then on Amazon, they allowed people to post reviews when they hadn't bought the book. And there were even people who said, I haven't even read this book, but I don't like the author, and I don't like the idea of total responsibility, so I'm not going to give it any stars. Well, they openly admitted they didn't even read the book. <laughs> but all of that was allowed. And, of course, there were the you know, personal attacks on me, public attacks on me, people being very verbally abusive and so forth. And I really felt it. Uh, you're an author. You know what this feels like. You're giving birth to something that you're sharing that's very intimate. It's coming out of you. And it's your baby. And you're sharing it to the world. And they are criticizing it and criticizing you. So I really had to do a double take. It really hurt. So what did I do? I had to go back to the principles themselves. What's going on? Those people who are saying they don't like personal responsibility they must be echoing a part of me who believes that. Mm -hmm. So I went within myself and said, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Basically saying, I'm sorry, I don't know where these beliefs are that are in me, but we need to get rid of them. I, uh, please forgive me for having these beliefs which are getting projected out into the world. It's not helping me, it's not helping anybody. Thank you for taking care of us. I love you for healing me and making me whole. And guess what? All that negativity stopped. The book went on to become this huge bestseller. It has been traveling around the world, doing fantastic, and now seven years have passed, and it was time for me to write the sequel. And the sequel has already been a bestseller, already been well-received. There have been almost no negative reviews or negative comments about it, which I take as a sign that I cleaned up the inside of me using Ho'oponopono. Absolutely. And Joe, um, we only have a couple of minutes left, but let's talk about all the different areas of our life that this works in. It works in our finances. It works in our relationships. It works yeah. in, in our, our relationships with our children. Talk about where and can we use this? Yeah, I don't think there's any exception to any way that you could use this. So anybody that would name anything. I mentioned earlier that people who had ill pets, uh, my wife and I are big animal lovers, so our animals were strays, they're very old, and we're doing our best to, to keep them alive and heal them. But one of the things we do is ho'oponopono. We're working on ourselves to see how we can influence those pets, just like Dr. Hulen worked on himself to see how he can heal those patients. Well, he did, and we're doing it. So anything anybody can name, money is one of my favorite subjects because people have a lot of negativity around money. They think it's evil, they think it's bad, they think it's material, they don't see the spirituality of it. And I look at it as, those are all beliefs, folks. That's data. Those are all limitations. 
and you are you are because of those forbidding yourself from having the great joy of having money come into your life, which you can direct to do wonderful things for yourself, for family, friends, causes you believe in. But it all goes back to pick whatever is going on in your life that's bothering you and practice the four phrases on that. And if you are one of those lucky people who feel like, hey, everything's going great in my life, then use the four phrases to help prepare you for enlightenment itself. So simple. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Everyone wants a shortcut to cleaning and reaching zero, but that very impatience needs cleaning. Wanting something right now is memory playing out, urging us to get instant gratification. It's data. This is from the book At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'oponopono by Joe Vitale. I invite you to go to his website, atzerobook.com, and find out more about this amazing tool that you can use to allow yourself to clean and clear. Join me next week as my guest is Panesh Desai for another amazing conversation. And until then, in love, of love, with love, and as love, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thanks, Joe Vitale. Godspeed to all your listeners. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Shift happens.